0: Hi, I'm Tim Newbauer. Welcome to our podcast, Training in the Metaverse. Today, we're going to be talking about the um, VR courses and how they're made. My co-host is Lance Losberg. Lance, tell me how these things are made. I mean, Let's start at the beginning. I, I, I say, hey, I want to make one of these things. Uh, and, and for me, when I make a class, I'm training a class, I want to I'll talk a little bit about um, I would set up a scenario uh, where we, we'd cover the OSHA rules and regulations, and then we would go out into the, uh, I might play a video, uh, and have mm-hmm. them look at a flat screen two-dimensional, um, or take them out in the real world and actually let them walk through. And one of the challenges I face is I can either find a ton of hazards I can find no hazards, or to me is the worst option is to actually create hazards so they have something to, to train right. on. So uh, tell me what are some of the advantages that you could see from that same scenario
1: uh, with virtual reality? So the first thing is we by – by Putting somebody in a virtual reality environment, wearing a headset, that kind of thing, and being in, a, in whatever environment or world you want them to be. If it's a classroom, it's a classroom. If you want them to be on site mm-hmm. to a specific construction site or whatever, we recreate that or, or go out and and shoot that in, in its environment in, in its entirety. Or you can take them from the classroom to the construction site and all along as a as a field trip type of a thing. Yeah. So in in that in those instances that we're putting you in these real-life situations mm-hmm. and environments and taking the individual or trainee there, then we can also do the same thing from an observation standpoint as what's hazardous, what's not. And we can also, we can impose, if the hazard is not there, we can kind of create a graphic, you know, through animation-wise right. and, and, and mm-hmm. embed that into the into the environment. Or in some cases, if there is a hazard and don't want it there, we can paint it out, so to speak. So there's some Movie tricks, as we would say, uh, that you can do. And special effects are also available as well to use. There's a lot of different tools and traits that we can do to make the scenarios you want as you want them to be, not as you have to take the chance if they're there or not. So I have consistency and I have a safe environment. Exactly. Those are uh, two things
0: that trainers uh, uh, look for that Mm -hmm. that virtual reality gives us. Um, Just uh, another scenario I would use is – uh, for me, in my occupation, hazard walkthroughs are, are huge mm-hmm. uh, to be able to walk through. And, and uh, a couple of things as safety professionals who are successful, skills they have is being able to identify. Hazards walking around the environment, and we kind of talked a little bit about there a minute ago. Mm-hmm. But um, there are scenarios that we could play out, which could be long, complex. Um, is that something that, that I would have to like set up in advance? But in virtual reality, how would you uh, uh,
1: be able to set up a hazard walkthrough? Yeah, so then that's it's very effective and of use for the for the technology, and we've done many of them. And the um, you know, if you know the path that the person will be taking or you want them to take, Mm -hmm. walking through the the location to make these identifications of hazards, um, then we basically put you on that path and in that world where these things exist. One example of a way that we have done this before is, as take a warehouse as an example. Mm-hmm. So you're operating a forklift. And as you're driving that forklift, there's different hazards along the way, whether it might be a low hanging beam, or maybe it's another uh, pedestrian a, a, or somebody with a pallet jack or mm-hmm. whatever it may be that crosses your path, all sorts of obviously hazards that can happen so we we kind of script those Mm -hmm. to happen and we'll put you through this scenario and maybe all these things will be going on and your job is to identify you know what is where these hazards are and when do they occur and you're always looking out for them and then when that's complete we will then run you back through the exact same scenario, mm-hmm. but this time when the hazard occurs, that low-hanging beam I mentioned, now we're going to pause it, and we're going to point it out graphically, say low-hanging beam, and maybe a you know a circle with a red line through it, that kind of a thing, right. uh, or whatever message you want the mm-hmm. trainee to have, or right. it could be a decision tree that could say, you know, do this, do that, or A, B, C, D, and right. then from there it'll continue on.
0: And I can create different scenarios um, so that it's not redundant training if I, if I so chose. Yeah, endless, yes. Uh-huh. Wow, sure. that's a um, huge training uh, tool. And, and it helps with situational awareness um, uh, as they're going through there. Uh, mm-hmm. Very interesting. Uh, are there some other examples that you're uh, uh, familiar with of um, um, how um, uh, topics are generated, I guess? Um,
1: uh, has anybody came up with something really creative for you that stands out? Um. It's, it's, it's hard to pick out because we've done so many things for so many years yeah. and some have been so exciting and, and a lot of them have been challenging because it's been the first time ever right. and we've kind of cut our teeth on mm-hmm. doing those kinds of things um the, the, a lot of the things that stick out to me are the things that could only happen once. An event that, you know, I mentioned in a previous cast is when they demolished a the Texas stadium and we had a uh, 360 camera in the middle of it. So you're as you're standing inside the stadium, as it's being blown up around you, um, it's just it's, it's phenomenal. <laughs> it's an okay. incredible thing. But uh, those types of experiences um, and f- compared to things we have done in the past, Honestly, just from experience, we haven't—we've we, we, done it before, or we've done parts of it before. Right. And it's a matter of just integrating them or the, the knowledge base to make that happen. Right. So the challenges are a lot less than they used to be, and the tools are much better too. I can imagine. So
0: talk to me a little bit about the process. So so you show up and, and let's just we'll use three sixty um, mm-hmm. as an example. Talk to me the process. You you show up, you 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 block
1: the shots, you you have a script. Kind of walk me through that process. Well the first thing we do and and the most important process mm-hmm. of, of the production is pre-production. And that is sitting down with the client and making sure we understand exactly what the objectives are and then how to achieve them. Not to even mention uh, distributing it or deployment and and how they're going to utilize it, but right. also the message you're trying to deliver and the objectives they want to accomplish and then in what tone or how they want to do it. So a lot of... F- Factors that come into play that we want to understand and make sure we're representing exactly what they want to have as the experience for the user. Right. Um, and then from that point, we basically kind of script it or have a treatment um, and play it like a you're producing a movie or, mm-hmm. or a commercial in a lot of respects. But the the difference, a huge difference, is, is that we're not shooting in the sixteen by nine frame. We're shooting we you know we're capturing everything. It's all around. So right. it, it you can't stand behind the camera <laughs> there's no standing behind the camera and you try Hi, to Mom! do just <laughs> and we try to do everything in one take and and you know so um but again it, that's where our experience as a company right. comes in. having to decide we know the little tricks we know where the gotchas are we know mm-hmm. how to kind of position people and and how to make these things happen efficiently and effectively so that so it all comes together
0: so you're done filming uh, and then you leave, you go back to the studio. What's involved in the post-process? The post-process. post-process. Oh,
1: firstly, you, you, you have the, the raw footage, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? And then there's a stitching process that you have to stitch the imagery all together because it, it's shot by different sensors or cameras, right? Right. Uh, depending on the, the tool that we use, is different numbers of cameras and different um, uh, camera systems. Uh, and then there's also the, the processing of that of that takes place and rendering of it. And then there's, and also the editing process. And that is includes everything from color, uh, color correction to um, various nuances that are involved in typical movie settings. It might be Mm -hmm. special effects added. um, And there may be some graphics that we want to embed in there. It might be even company logos. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, it's, there's quite a bit that 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 can be, that can be done and that is done mm-hmm. so once the, the the editing part is done mm-hmm. um
0: then then you uh have to put it into some kind of uh systematic software
1: yeah so once it's all done typically and i also should include that uh, we can also use spatial sound or surround sound so when you turn your head that the audio comes from the direction you're looking oh, that's you know, awesome. that's <laughs> it's kind of it just creates that more immersive effect yeah it's very cool, um, and <clears throat> excuse me. So it, we have to. We wanted to use get that down to a file, such as an MP4, or depending on what the, the right. devices we want to display or how we want to s- distribute it. And then it can that alone can be um, embedded with metadata to be able to go on a, a YouTube, let's say, for mm-hmm. example, or somebody can watch it on a headset, or we may want to have that as a series of scenarios with other ones in an application onto itself. So it can be downloaded from an App Store or just be side-loaded or loaded onto a headset or whatever. So it's it's an app or even part of an entire of other things you may want to have included with that app besides just that one training scenario.
0: Okay. So then uh, from there,
1: it, it is uh, uh, loaded to a device and delivered to the client. That's that, Yes, it could be done that way. Or if the, the client already has a device, mm-hmm. then we can push that Content or that application itself to their device itself. Mm-hmm. So a long time ago, I remember having a, a phone and you
0: clipped it into a set of goggles over there, and that's that's how my first experience
1: was. Uh, <laughs> Technology has evolved, right? Yeah, you're actually more of the recent. Uh, <laughs> 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 that that was like the first virtual reality standalone virtual reality headset. Right. We call it standalone <laughs> because it, you weren't tethered to a computer, mm-hmm. a laptop, or, or a workstation, which is where I started way back when. It's right. like giant. You know, workstations. Um, so yeah, the the clip your phone in, which is like a Samsung device, and mm-hmm. they kind of were the first to pioneer that side of the hardware. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we have standalone devices we can put on your... Like
0: this one yeah, right here. Like
1: this one here that you, can, that you can... Basically, it's all self-contained. And the only time you need to access the internet with it is if you're going to... Transmit some data, or download some content, or applications, or such And, and there's so many different versions of those out there that the- there's a, there's a handful of different companies that are okay. that are making these. And uh, again, some are you know there's there's budget conscious, and there's also application worthy type things. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of different nuances. We we make it our our business to know who these companies are and what the latest and greatest is, and what they're future roadmap is for it uh, so that we develop our content to be compliant or, or compatible with them uh, from that standpoint uh, and moving forward in their capabilities.
0: Wow that's it's it's, uh, it's it's mind-boggling that we have all this technology and how fast evolving and, and I'm still thinking that, that my phone should work to, <laughs> to do this and it doesn't so um, well that is our session on training in them in the metaverse and um, uh, talking about um, how technology, uh, uh, the VR technology is used in the, uh, 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 the training module or in the training world. I'm Tim Neubauer and this is Lance Loesberg.